Welcome to another episode of Gully Cricket to the Bouncy Wicket podcast. I'm your host Srinivas here. I'm joined by Raja and Manoj today. Let's begin by firstly thanking you all for tuning into our previous episode and showing your support. We are coming into this episode after International Women's Day on March 8th and we thought we should feature women's cricket at the focus and center of this episode. We have a very special guest joining us today who tirelessly worked to promote women's cricket through multiple endeavors. Incidentally, it is the first time we are having a guest on our show and we are excited to pick his brain. But before we begin, let's catch up on the goings on in the cricket world this week in power play. Uh, thanks, Inu. So, India and England are uh, playing their uh, five-match uh, T20I series and the first uh, match ended uh, yesterday. Uh, and we will talk about this in a little more detail uh, going on to the episode. And in other international news, in, as uh, we uh, had informed you last week, uh, India and South Africa are in a very competitive five-ODI uh, and three T20 international series. And the first three matches ended uh, as of the point of this recording. And South Africa are 2-1 ahead uh, with uh, Lizelle Lee uh, scoring a brilliant 130-odd to give uh, South Africa in a very dominant position in the third ODI, which was awarded to uh, South Africa on the basis of their uh, DLS score uh, because of rain interruption. And uh, Afghanistan and Zimbabwe are playing a two-test match series in the UAE at a neutral venue. Uh, Zimbabwe won the first match uh, easily and Afghanistan uh, has uh, is on currently, as of the point of the recording, are on a great position to win the the second test match on the back of a brilliant uh, double century by Hasmatullah Shahidi and uh, 164 by the captain Asghar Afghan uh, and also on on this journey they've become the fastest team to score 500 plus on a test match so Zimbabwe do does have a lot of uh, catching up to do if they have if they want to save this uh, match yeah thanks Raja moving on I have one update for you uh, from the Road Safety World Series Sri Lanka Legends is currently leading the uh, table with 16 points and um, India is placed in the second position. India would in fact have been the table toppers if not for the 37 balls 75 from the legend Kevin Peterson. Also, the Sri Lanka mainstream team is uh, touring West Indies to play all formats of cricket. West Indies have already won the three T20 uh, match series and also the first two ODIs. So that leaves uh, the final ODI, you know, as uh, literally a dead drop. Yeah, thank you Manoj and Raja for bringing us those stories. So let's move on to India versus England first T20I. So yeah, India lost the toss and England has chosen to bat. One more interesting point to note here is India went in with three spinners while England went with the lone spinner they have Adil Rashid. So Raja, what are your thoughts on the match? Yeah, thanks, Inu. So, uh, it was nice to see both the teams in action in T20 after a long uh, test season. And England especially uh, always looks the a very different side uh, compared to the test teams in uh, white ball cricket. And they're incidentally the number one ranked uh, T20I uh, team right now. Uh, we, we were expecting highly competitive cricket. But uh, having said that, uh, India would be disappointed in how they've started the innings. Uh, because uh, they wanted to, I think, uh, approach the game uh, in a very aggressive manner. And have, uh, in that process, they ended up losing a lot of wickets uh, during the power play itself. And uh, then uh, uh, Shreya Sayer and Hardik Pandya had to do a bit of rebuilding for India to reach a competitive score. Yeah, Raja, I agree with you. Um, let me start with the Indian team selection. Um, so they have rested Rohit apparently for the first two 20s. I really don't get that. I mean, you rest your star batsman. And, and you go with um, KL Rahul and uh, Shikhar Dhawan. If you look at the Indian um, batting, right? I mean, uh, a lot of players have not played for some time. 
all of them really didn't look i mean they look trusty they they didn't so players who have returned to uh, playing cricket um uh, for example shikhar dhawan kl rahul they really looked uh, out of nick right i mean that was a big problem overall uh, apart from shreyas hair nobody looked solid uh, they struggled with the, with the bat for kohli continues um pandya also looked out of nick you know a lot of problems uh, for india in batting department yeah thanks manoj i think uh, india's top order has failed miserably uh, and uh, at least for the top 3 wickets i don't uh, give credit to england of course they bowled beautifully but in the middle overs especially and uh, yeah top if you see kl rahul's wicket it, it was an inside edge it was the ball was much away from the off stump and kohli i don't know when he played the he played a shot like that last it was pathetic shot and shikhar dhawan i don't know uh, he must be playing that pace in nets for uh, delhi capitals because they have nokia and rabada but i don't uh, i don't see him co- playing comfortably against the pace of mark wood he's a quality batsman if you ask uh, shikhar uh, if you ask me uh, i think it's just a one off innings i'm sure uh, as banojar uh, has indicated uh, he hasn't played cricket in a long time after uh, the three, the odi series ended in uh, australia uh, i think he would just be a little rusty and i'm sure uh, he'll do better in the coming games at least uh, in my opinion but i i do uh, uh, stand with you on the point of uh, virat kohli i think he'd be very disappointed in how he has gotten out yeah definitely overall i feel guys uh, that india were trying too hard uh, during the first power play i mean uh, we have to look at the conditions and how how the bowlers are bowling and it's not the end of the world if you don't get may say 60 or 70 runs in the first half right i mean that was quite evident credit where it's due guys uh, england bowling really did well in putting the in putting pressure on indian team in the middle overs especially as i said t20 matches are won and lost in power plays right yeah. so india ended up at 22 for 3 in the power play i think uh, it has significant impact on the whole final result of the total score i think india didn't get enough on the board i mean 124 uh, was you know very little to defend i mean looking at the england side they have very uh, we look at the bowling lineup they have very explosive players at the top and uh, it can go all the way till you know ashish adil rashid who can also play so uh, keeping that in mind i think we didn't have enough on the board but uh, a good part of this uh, t20i scheduling at least is that uh, india is the, the teams are playing five uh, matches in the span of nine games so it would be quick uh, it would be easy for uh, teams to like shrug off bad performances and just look forward because it the matches will be coming to at them uh, coming to them uh, pretty rapidly yeah yeah i'm sure all these players have been playing ipl for quite some time and yeah i'm sure they are going to shrug it off very soon but uh, let let's look at uh, how the indian batting has fared at least the middle order so yeah shreya shayar has been selected uh, ahead of surya kumar yadav right everyone started blaming team management saying you know Suri Kumar Yadav is very good talent and giving Iyer a chance is not a good thing but I'm sure he silenced all his critics with his beautiful innings if not for Shreya Shayar I don't know where India would have ended up yesterday I I think people are uh, conflating uh, T20I form with uh, ODI form because if you remember uh, Austral- in the Australian series uh, Shreya Shayar and Hardik Pandya were there to finish uh, the uh, particular match if i remember prop i think it was the second t20 to make sure that india won that uh, game 
so he was yeah. he he does not i don't think think it my opinion that uh, he deserves to lose his spot at least in the t20i format shreyas iyer no, de- and definitely. i'm sure yeah yeah surya kumar yadav is a great talent and i'm sure his time will come because uh, he has made it to the Uh, squad on the basis of his excellent uh, white ball form including in the IPL and uh, uh, Syed Mushtaq Ali or even uh, this thing so he is going to get his opportunity i'm sure and uh, he, j- he just needs to bide his time but uh, uh, dropping shreyas iyer uh, uh, after a decent uh, outing in australia is not the right way i feel also guys a word on pant uh, i mean it was a great little learning uh, from him showed the uh, you know glimpses of his brilliance that traverse reverse uh, scoop uh, to i don't know what do they call that shot exactly is it a reverse scoop or reverse paddle i don't know <laughs> uh, but yeah it's amazing he did that to uh, he did that to jimmy anderson in the test series and now he is doing it to jofra archer amazing fearless cricket i think pun's struggle uh, in t20 international has been continuing for quite some time right he, i don't know what happens to him when he comes to when t20 international matches always i think he he is having a strike rate of around 120 for t20 internationals i'm sure i don't have exact stat with me but i am sure his ipl uh, strike rate must be around 130 140s could be a point yeah. uh, i think it, he also tries to go a very hard from ball one uh, you know like his best innings at least in uh, uh, the test series seasons of this uh, that went by recently have been when he has tried to uh, you know play the first few balls you know normally and then explode because he always has that ability to explode uh, i think he uh, starts go- going pretty hard pretty early on and uh, ends up either uh, missing out on a lot of opportunities or just throwing his wicket away which ends up which explains a bit of the strike rates i feel uh, yes sir i mean what we've seen in the test series is is uh, is really a mature player now and i really hope that he doesn't lose that you know uh, you know getting out softly uh, throwing away his wicket i really would have liked if he had carried on from there and uh, let's not forget that uh, rishabh pant has made his uh, entry into the t20i team on the back of uh, his test form right he wasn't in the t20i you know squad uh, or in going into australia yeah hope hope he'll do the necessary adjustments and uh, make sure he's going at a good strike rate and i think it's it's only a matter of time for him to do that and uh, let's look at england's bowling unit once they had we all know they had an amazing uh, white ball team i think they truly deserve to be old number one t20 team what do you say guys uh, true true uh, you know i mean if you look at the lines that they bowled they were very tough uh, they they gave nothing away that made life difficult for the indian batsmen yeah so uh, they started off with adil rashid uh, he bowled some really tight lines and he was backed up by jofra who picked up three wickets and everyone pitched in with one wicket each so all in all a great a great bowling performance they can be really proud of this your credit has to be given to ian morgan here i think his captaincy has been amazing throughout the white ball stint that he is having with england right the way he used the bowlers the way he does the field placement or batting order whatever you say or the trust that he has on his players or the continuity that he gives for the players in the team i think it's amazing what do you say about it rajesh 
it's a good point especially uh, as manoj has also touched upon it uh, you have the likes of jofra archer and mark wood uh, you know tear away pace bowlers right uh, 145 150 touching almost 150 if they want to and then he ends up giving the ball to adil rashid for the first over so that just told, tells you how much uh, i think he does, he wants india he, he doesn't uh, how how tactically he is uh, trying to run his team in terms of uh, not letting the opposition presume what the plans would be Uh, even i think uh, that's a small indication of what how, how, what a brilliant captain he is uh, becoming and is already has shown a lot of examples and leading uh, uh, england to its uh, first uh, world cup that that in itself is a testament to his uh, leadership skills he often reminds me of dhoni in his captaincy skills he is cool on the field and then he makes bold decisions and a uh, deadly finisher <laughs> yeah of course a deadly finisher though this is what i was expecting uh, when uh, the series would have started i think we we also talked about how morgan's infusion into the squad would also give them a boost right just yeah. in terms of his presence and that's what happened yesterday i feel yeah. and guys about uh, kohli's uh, form right i mean he doesn't uh, look like his usual self right i mean if you if you look at how he batted he was tr- uh, trying a little hard he, he wanted to you know uh, Take the shackles with that shot before the uh, ball. He got out. Also, he wanted to you know uh, maybe score a boundary just to you know uh, relieve some pressure. So what do you guys feel? Is he trying too hard? Yeah, Manoj. I think Kohli is really trying hard to get runs in the white ball cricket, especially. I think uh, he is going through a lean patch. I'm sure he is going to come out of it quickly, and he is staying very positive the way he speaks in press conference about his form and all. I'm sure he is a legendary batsman, and he is going to come out of it very quickly. Coming to India's bowling unit, is it a right combination of bowling unit that they have selected? What do you guys think about it? No, I think uh, this is not the lineup that we would have anyway. Uh, going forward into the World uh, World Cup, because uh, Bhuvneshwar would, if if he's fit and doing well, Bhuvneshwar would open with Bumrah. I, I think it was just an opportunity to mix things around, and he just wanted this is an opportunity. I think Kohli took it as an opportunity for uh, just to test the. uh strength of the bowling squad and with his uh, combinations uh, other than that this is not this is definitely not the lineup that india will play with to be fair uh, i think deepak chahar should be picked ahead of shardul takur if you ask me in t20 set list what do you think about it manoj yeah that's a good point you know i i also uh, felt uh, he should have picked ahead of uh, takur and because uh, he's got the variations and he's i mean i i personally feel is better than shardul if i were uh, kohli i would have gone with two spinners and two Uh, two pace bowlers. The only uh, reason that maybe I feel uh, uh, Kohli would have gone with uh, Shardul Thakur instead of for uh, Deepak Chahar would be that even Bhuvneshwar Kumar is an out and out swing bowler, and so is Deepak Chahar. That would be a bit of a similar, you know, similar uh, kind of a uh, attack. I think that could be a reason where he wanted a bit of extra pace that uh, Shardul has, and uh, uh, yeah, that could be another. That could be a reason why he was picked ahead. Yeah, that's true, Raja. But if Bhuvneshwar Kumar is coming off from a good form, I'm sure, uh, like we can do it like that. But we we are not sure how Bhuvi is going to perform, how Hardik is going to bowl, and Shardul seriously on T20s. I don't know how much we can rely on it as a sole bowler. So all the three <laughs> bowlers that we are going to going to go in with are doubtful, right? Are we are not sure how they are going to perform. That's the only concern, and especially yeah. going against a 
strong T20 lineup like England. Good feature of Shardul Thakur's cricket has been that uh, his ability has been his ability to surprise us. Whether yeah, it be it uh, with Jamo uh, Finnings in a few white ball games or even in the recent Test match, he has he is someone who's a very hardworking cricketer and he work he is not uh, out and out. You would you would wouldn't uh, look at uh, Shardul Thakur in a uh, in a team's lineup and be. Uh, uh worried too much but then that is when his uh, uh performances rise i feel when he you know actually puts in that extra yard and uh, you know exceeds his uh, limits and this is a cricketer who's been able to do that uh, to your point i do agree that india's fast bowling uh, selection for this uh, game at least is a little iffy but uh, i'm sure as i said uh, they they would like to make they would make a few changes i'm sure going into the match tomorrow and to add to this a little bit i i feel that there are two reasons why uh, uh shikhar dhawan you know will be given will be stuck with uh because firstly india doesn't have uh, an out and out attacking left handed opening batting option even in the ishan kishan no you could you could do that but again uh, would you put in a deb- no, you know, first choice opener sir no already first yeah. choice opener no, no, sir no yeah yeah, yeah. Rohit, right correct correct but uh, as i said uh, this uh, because i i'm sure uh, this is an opportunity for the team to build towards the world cups and we all know how uh, good uh, uh, shikhar has been in icc tournaments at least uh, i think that the 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 tag of the uh, the icc cups lifts his performance by several notches as and uh, he will want to do well and he's coming off not a lot of act cricket uh, he's played a few matches in uh, semite that's it after uh, coming back uh, other than that uh, he hasn't had too much cricket but just prefer that his ipl form has also been pretty good you know he's been he's i think he rediscovered his attacking uh, uh, self for uh, delhi capitals this previous ipl so i don't think uh, nothing much is left uh, to talk about on england's batting once you see the score once you see the target as 120 130 with the kind of batting lineup that england have they are definitely going to you know make use of the low total and uh, yeah they have started blasting from word go so what do you think about england's batting guys do you have some points to add on i i think the only uh, the only way we could have won this match is to bowl out the, the england lineup which didn't happen yeah i agree Uh, but the only one word that comes to mind uh, regarding england's innings is uh, clinical it was a clinical performance uh, they took it uh, I, I, they I, they didn't overcomplicate uh, the low score because the teams can get to have a tendency to you know just uh, go at it casually and uh, uh, because there is no scoreboard pressure uh, sometimes it could happen that when you start off slow and uh, that uh, that can create pressure so they didn't let that uh, opportunity be handed out even if they were not losing wickets they made sure that the scoreboard was ticking and uh, it was a very clinical performance from the world number 1 team so guys do you think india will bounce back on sunday's match oh absolutely no doubt no doubt in my mind uh, true raj i mean they will uh, look back at their batting and try to do some fixes there and obviously um, they will look at their bowling combination as well yeah obvi- uh, definitely they would like to you know bounce back hello as informed earlier um, we have a very special guest uh, on our pod- podcast today it's mr vishal yadav he's the founder and ceo of website femalecricket.com uh, launched in 2016 femalecricket.com is the first and only dedicated platform for women's cricket 
After receiving a tremendous response to femalecricket.com, Mr. Vishal decided to start a cricket academy exclusively for female cricketers. The popularity of this venture is evident from the fact that today they have over 20k YouTube subscribers, 24k Twitter followers, 130,000 Instagram followers and over 2 lakh Facebook followers. And more importantly, inspiring a, young, a lot of young girls to get into cricket. Mr. Vishal and his ventures have had a significant contribution to the growth of women's cricket among people. Welcome to the show, Vishal, and thank you for accepting our invitations and coming to our show. So, Vishal, we have a bunch of questions lined up for you. The first question from our side to you would be, you have one of the largest websites in cricket dedicated to women's. Could you tell us how femalecricket.com came about and what were your, some, uh, what were your challenges? Yeah, thank you for that lovely introduction. Uh, pleasure being on this chat. To answer your question, how did, how did female cricket come about? Uh, Again, I'm a huge cricket fan, watched a lot of cricket uh, growing and uh, wanted to represent India. Uh, but again, that was a far-fetched dream, <laughs> which I realized when I, when I was in my college. And soon after I was done with my, with my college uh, and my, after I was done with my studies, I took up a lot of corporate jobs. Uh, one, one fine day in one of those corporates that I was working, again, I was not enjoying, of course. And I was reading and researching a lot about uh, about cricket and what's happening in cricket. And that was the time I stumbled upon this website, uh, which is the ICC's official website, ICCcricket.com. And it was uh, one of those articles that I was referring to, I was reading, and I read that there are close to 104, 105 countries around the world that play cricket. And uh, here I was sitting in Mumbai, only... Uh, you know, aware that only Indian and Australia, Pakistan, couple of these countries, uh, they play cricket. But this particular article gave me a whole new perspective. It, it taught me, it told me that uh, there's huge cricket, there's a huge global cricket community out there. And uh, I was thinking to my, myself, uh, you know, what, how are they playing cricket in these countries? How are they sustaining it? How are they building a community? Uh, what's the national team uh, dress color looks like? Who are the players in the national team? And all these questions kept on propping up and uh, that sort of led to a lot of curiosity. And I started reading and researching a lot about uh, the, the associate and affiliate cricketing nations. And uh, it was during this research that I interacted and met uh, a lot of cricketers, out of which 30, 35% were female cricketers. And uh, while talking to them, I realized that they have got a beautiful story to tell. They, their challenges uh, with regards to cricket, you know, are far more wider than what a male cricketer would face. Uh, they are not paid. They are not celebrated. The local media, the newspapers, they do not cover their cricketing stories. And I thought uh, to myself, you know, let, let me do something about it. Uh, forget about you know, these countries, these associate and affiliate cricket nations, I wasn't even aware of the, the national cricket team that is there in India. Uh, bearing few names like Mithali Raj and Julian Goswami uh, and a couple of other names, I did not know what the exact playing level of the Indian women's cricket team looks like. And uh, that was like a reality check. The first thing that I did was went to uh, Google and started searching for what's the playing level for the Indian team looks like and I landed up on a Wikipedia article which was again an outdated one. So the information that was available on the internet also was very was very sparse and uh, 
you know that sort of led to one thing and uh, that gave me the confidence and the idea propped up that you know let me do something about it let me start a, a platform that would cater to the women side of cricket uh, that would cater to their cricketing stories and eventually that might inspire and encourage more and more girls to take up cricket so one thing led to another and uh, femalecricket.com the website was uh, was born great vishal that was a very interesting story so let's move on to the second question uh, femalecricket.com has a very a good social media reach podcast network and you cover uh, female cricket across the globe so how busy how big is your team and where is your team based out of well uh, it's a very small team at the moment um we again we all are located out of out of mumbai uh, that's where i played a lot of cricket myself that's where i'm very much familiar with the mumbai cricket as far as the team is concerned we are currently five full time people and then there are five freelancers or part time members that we work with uh, the full time members consist of writers consist of social media person who looks after all the social media handles there's a there's a finance guy there's one uh, who is the the business developer looks after all the deals that we do around around brands and uh, there's me who looks after all the departments currently looking at all the verticals so it's a very small team but uh, uh, again we we rely a lot on freelancers and part time uh, or part time team members okay vishal thank you your team may be small but very effective let me tell you that so moving on to the third question as mentioned earlier you also have a cricket foundation exclusively for for women how has the response been so far yeah so we do have a female cricket academy which is uh, one of its kind which is an exclusive training facilities only for girls uh, the reason why we started this was when we realized that there is not a single academy not a single cricket club giving exclusive training to to the girls and soon after the success of indian women's cricket team in the 2017 world cup uh, we started getting a lot of calls and uh, inboxes on our social media handles that you know, we want to push our daughters we want to uh, make them you know cricketers and we want to ensure that they also have a, a career in cricket so i was researching i was i was looking out for academies to sort of help out these parents and their daughters and when we did not find any uh, we decided to start our own cricket academy and we named it as female cricket academy currently we have got only one center which is in mumbai as far as the response is con- concerned it has been uh, amazing in the last 3 years of our existence we have trained over 250 plus girls uh, in in mumbai alone and uh, we we do get a lot of calls and inquiries from from girls who are outside of mumbai uh, the challenge is that we do not have any hostel facility in mumbai at the moment so the idea is to expand female cricket academy centers and have Uh, you know at least one center in each and every state of india going forward that's one of the vision that's one of the aim that we have uh, with female cricket uh, i don't know when will that happen given the covid situation that we all are in but definitely that that is one of the target uh, of the next 3 years great vishal i really hope that you achieve your vision and your goals yeah hi vishal this is srinivas i have few questions for you so from the time you have started your work in 2016 How have you seen the reach of the women's cricket wider in India? 
uh well like i said you know the response has been amazing uh, uh what happened was when we started in 2016 in in just two months time there was uh, women's t20 world cup happening in india which was the t20 world cup 2016 so that also gave us the initial boost that this platform wanted uh within within just so we started we launched this website in feb uh, and within two months uh we we had close to 10000 followers across our platform so we knew that what we are doing is is something that uh, the people want there is an audience for women's cricket there is a strong appetite for uh, for women's cricket in general so we knew that we we were on the on the right path and uh, what was your question one second shrinivas so how has the reach of women's cricket widened in the past 4 or 5 years yeah so a lot of credit for this widening uh, of of scope and uh, the visibility goes to uh, you know bcci and icc for televising a lot of these matches uh, 2016 when we started covering this one of the idea one of the objectives that we started this platform was that there was not enough coverage to uh, to the women cricketers and to the matches that were happening so the idea was that we'll have a website we'll have social media platform whatever matches are happening we'll cover it we'll write about it we'll share the articles we'll uh, you know celebrate those historic moments and special knocks by the cricket players through our social media handles that was one of the objectives uh within a year we realized that icc bccir uh, and couple of other media houses they started showing a lot of interest uh because the women's were also performing at the international stage uh 2017 world cup was was a huge moment uh because that sort of changed the way everyone looked at women's cricket the entire perception perception towards the women's uh, sport changed because the girls they reached the finals and it was played at the lords it was televised uh, there were close to 24 25000 people at lords watching the finals and the crowd was uh, you know super energetic the stadium was packed and that basically changed the entire perception of 1.2 1.3 billion people uh, watching uh, their women in blue from india uh, so 2017 was a massive turnaround 2018 there was a world cup in west indies 2019 there was nothing but uh, Now the Indian team was by this time they they were the household names, they were celebrated, they were criticized also when they were not performing well. Now because they were on TV, they were on social media, so the fans could interact, the fans could comment good, bad, uh, ugly stuff. So when the players were performing, they definitely uh, did get the praises. But when they were not performing, they were also criticized on social media. 2020 was again very historic because. at uh, the mcg uh, 86000 plus people at the stadium were there to support both the team the australia and the and the india uh, so that was also a historic uh, you know tournament uh, uh, when i talk about in general so a lot of factors a lot of things that helped women's cricket grow uh, in the last 4 5 years we definitely were in the forefront watching this transition happening and it was it was heartening to see you know the indian women's cricket team where was it in 2015 in 2016 and where is it now where the players are celebrated where there's a huge social media buzz happening uh where every milestone is is being tracked by historians by statisticians 
and a lot of other people of course on social media today yeah that's uh, good to know vishal and uh, speaking of world cups out of 11 world cups 6 have been won by australia 4 by england and out of 7 t20i world cups 5 have been won by australia and 1 by england what do you think that in- australia and england have such a huge advantage and how much is it due to their domestic cricket so i believe in my personal opinion i i think uh, the major credit goes to the grassroots cricket to the domestic cricket like you rightly pointed uh, a lot happens at the domestic stage uh, in in england and in australia i was reading a report which stated that uh, people the girls at the age of 4 and 5 they are enrolled in a in a cricketing setup which is again very professional which uh, not just looks after their after their cricketing skills but also tells them what to eat uh, how to go about things which sort of education to take up and it it looks after the holistic uh, approach about you know a cricketing talent uh, it is not just about the skills that they possess but then this particular report talked about a lot of other factors that makes a, a better cricketer that also helps a lot in the longevity of a particular cricketer so i think cricket australia and england has adopted these patterns really well and has always been at the forefront when it comes to having a very professional uh, setup for the cricketers apart from that the other thing that has helped is definitely the investment which cricket australia and england has made at the grassroots level at the domestic level uh, again the investment goes a long way in helping the cricketers with better infrastructure with better facilities with better training with with you no know, better equipped coaches and uh, i think a lot of these factors eventually uh, helps in the overall development of a cricketer uh, in india the domestic cricket is also again very robust but uh, still needs and still lacks a lot of uh, uh, you know improvement so that is something which which is an area of concern and also because You know, there there are 1.3 billion people to look after uh, that is one another challenge to to have a debate on uh, but even as and when we progress i think bcci has also done really well in giving right infrastructure in giving right exposure to these talents and in the next 10 years i do see uh, you know the this pattern changing and more and more girls at the domestic level are getting that right infrastructure we definitely want to create an impact uh, at the domestic level and that is one of our visions to uh, in the next 5 years that is one of our visions to ensure that more and more girls have the right infrastructure in the very early stages and uh, they they are nurtured really well so that they they don't just become a skilled cricketer but a a, a very good professional cricketer as a whole yeah thank you ishal and it's good to know that india is gearing up in terms of uh, you know developing an ecosystem for cricketers i'm not sure many people know about the structure of women's domestic cricket in india can you please explain this to our listeners is it being telecasted the matches are not televised the matches are not telecasted but we definitely like i said have a very robust and structured domestic system as of now majority of the teams they do get to participate in the tournaments due to covid this year there is only one tournament which is happening for the seniors there is no under 19 there is no under 23 which is happening again keeping a lot of restrictions and everything in mind but uh, as far as uh, the matches uh, being televised is concerned currently they are not being televised okay thank you vishal uh, now raja will take few more questions for me so vishal i had a, a, a 
we have we had a thought here uh, one of the most heartening features in women's cricket in india in this uh, last decade uh, is that this generation of uh, superstars are also coming from small towns like your smriti mandana is from sangli uh, hanmanpreet kaur is from mogga uh, punam yadav and deepthi sharma from agra so what are your thoughts on this that is definitely a beautiful change which is happening uh if you see at the national team at the moment more than 50% of the players come from tier 2 tier 3 parts of the country uh which definitely has inspired and motivated a lot of young girls in these cities especially in in agra in uh, places like moga where harmanpreet comes from from sangli uh, from kolhapur where anuja patil comes from and uh, you know a lot of these girls are they now look up to these cricketers these national heroes and have started taking up cricket in these uh, respective cities as far as my thoughts is concerned it is definitely a welcome move and uh, you know a lot of these talents one is that they they do not get those right infrastructure at the very, very early stage and that is the reason why they are pushed really hard so they are both mentally and physically very strong and the moment they get a very good setup they already have those required skills because you know in these in these cities in tier 2 tier 3 they these girls are exposed to sports or uh, cricket at a very early stage either their brothers are playing or someone someone in the family is is playing playing the sport so they take up these sports very readily and the moment they get the better infra- infrastructure they start performing really well and then move up the ranks so you know that is that is what i feel in my personal opinion that we do have more more and more talents in these rural parts of the country but which is currently are undiscovered because uh, because of the lack of infra and platforms uh, but as and when we do we have more setups we do have more training and talent hunt happening in these centers more and more girls would come forward from from the more fertile areas and from the rural parts of the country that's uh, fascinating uh, what you just described and also i wanted to ask you uh, we can see that uh, in australia and england especially uh, how the women's big bash league and uh, say the world uh, so women's uh, super cricket league changed uh, things for women cricket in their respective countries uh, when do you think uh, bcci will expand the present uh, t20 challenge played alongside the ipl to a full fledged uh, women's ipl see what i believe is that it will take another 2 to 3 years to have a, a very structured women's ipl kind of a tournament for the girls at the moment we are relying on women's t20 challenge uh, last year uh, we had a three team tournament participating hopefully we'll see one more team this year the dates and the schedules are not out yet but we would definitely want to see one more team participating and gradually uh, build on things from here uh, i understand that it is a bit challenging to hold tournaments and to conduct events uh given the era uh, that we all are in but i'm sure bcc is doing their bit and ensuring that uh, these girls get enough opportunities also there was a recent news that uh, india will be playing a test match against england the women's cricket team will be playing a test match so that yes, is also yes, a wel- yes. that is also a welcome move uh when will they play is a question but uh, bcc has have announced that india and england will be playing a test after 6 7 years so i am sure that people at the administration are positive and optimistic 
about the growth and future of women's sport. Uh, it's just that through action and through through opportunities, it is people like us will will sort of you know, agree to to this particular fact. And uh, since you mentioned uh, the test uh, match, uh, is it, it it must be the first uh, test match that. Uh, india would be playing after your website femalecricket.com has been set up right <laughs> actually again we're not very proud of this fact but uh, yeah it will be the first time that the girls would be playing a test match the indian girls would be playing although australia and england they they do play ashes and uh, it has one test match uh, in, in their setup but uh, the indian girls would be playing the for the first time uh, moving to the next question uh, it's it's slightly long uh, if you would allow me uh, one uh, interesting part that we have seen in the last 4 to 5 years is that a lot of the current generation of players are very uh, especially in women's cricket as well uh, are very media savvy and also very social media savvy with uh, garnering a lot of millions of followers across uh, various platforms and in general building a certain brand for themselves and on the other side of the spectrum a lot of former players and uh, greats like uh, the hall of famer lisa sthalekar and anjum chopra mel jones isha isha guha are making their way into the commentary boxes with their very refreshing and unique uh, perspectives uh, so how is, what do you think that how important that it is for women cricketers to build a commercial brand as well and also to have post career options and and how could so that more girls take up the sport not just for a passion but also for a financial stability as well all right so there are two questions i'll handle them separately uh, starting with the first one how important is the commercial aspect for the female cricketers it is very important uh, for two reasons the more you know these girls are on poster the more these girls are on tv uh the better would be the reach not just for themselves but also for the entire women's cricket team uh the more and more uh, girls like mithali raj and smriti mandana would be on the banners would be on the hoardings more and more people would be attracted to watch women's cricket a and b would be you know they'll also realize that this particular sport uh can be a financially viable option for their for their daughters for their own girls so they would then start pushing them to take up cricket and not just studies which is currently uh, the only thing that the parents you know push their daughters in uh, so from both the aspects one is that the once the parents realize that this can be a financially uh, viable option a career option they would start pushing their daughters and start encouraging their daughters to take up not just cricket but in uh, but any sport in general and uh, definitely this would also make these cricketers a household names and if they become household names the trp the coverage would would increase more and more girls in the in the tier 2 in the tier 3 parts would also realize the potential and they would not be hesitant when it comes to or taking this particular sport what was the second question may i ask uh, 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 you know just as an extension the post career options that uh, cricketers do have in terms of media appearances and commentary and all that so that is again by choice because only 10 to 20% of the cricketers have uh, these these alternate or career options after their retirement uh, still 80% of the cricketers prefer to you know stay back and enjoy their second innings again it is their personal choice uh, but again uh, 
people like Anjum Chopra, people like Lisa Stalikar and Isa Goa who you know went ahead after their retirement took up these roles uh, definitely has shown that there is a, you know a longevity in the career options it is not just you know that you can contribute to women's cricket by being a cricket player but there are so many other roles there are so many other professions that you can take up today uh, you can be an umpire you can be a cricket coach you can be a statistician you can become a physio a nutritionist uh, a commentator like the, there are so many other roles that you can take up it is not just you know once you are done with your playing career your uh, cricket is over there are so many other ways that you can stay connected around the sport and make a living out of it so that is that has also set a a benchmark for a lot of these girls you know that you can consider cricket as an option because it not just pays you as a player but so many other avenues that you can be a part of it It's brilliant brilliant to see that another question that i wanted to ask you is that uh, as you as you mentioned uh, india women are playing south african women right now for uh, for the series and during that uh, series mithali raj just crossed uh, 10000 international runs uh, being the second uh, player in the world to do that and the first indian uh, player and also julian goswami is still going extremely strong and he just uh, had a brilliant performance in the second odi taking four uh, wickets so uh, a small word on both their longevity and legacy and their contribution to indian cricket see these are superstars you know i think words would would not be enough to describe uh, and thank them for their contributions to to the indian women's cricket they are the ones who you know started playing cricket when there was no future or there was no pay as such they are the ones who uh, had to travel unreserved trains they had they had to stay in unreserved compartments and uh, at a facility which was not not convenient at uh, all, you know at all for the female cricketers i had the honor and privilege of interviewing these two legends and oh, wow. uh, you know their their stories are fascinating uh from how they come from where they come from and the struggles that they had to go through early in their lives uh it is all fascinating but still they they sort of kept at it despite all the challenges uh despite all the societal taboos that these girls had to face early in their careers they did not give up and today they are more like an inspiration for a lot of thousand thousands of girls that take up cricket in india today so again words would not be enough to you know sum up the the contribution that they have had they are the flag bearers for women's cricket in india and i and I, through this platform also again i keep thanking them but through this platform also i would like to thank them for taking up cricket for choosing cricket and and blessing it with their with their performances and with their consistency so i i could i can actually feel the emotion that uh, you're trying to convey because it's something that uh, is brilliant and i think that the pillars on which uh, women's current women's cricket stands in india today excellent uh, and finally if i could ask you on a personal note uh, what 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 are your future goals where do you see uh, where did you where, uh, you've touched upon it a little bit uh, earlier but where do you think uh, you would want your uh, your uh, venture to reach out to uh, in maybe in the next 5 uh, to 10 years uh, well the plans are again manifold because now we see a lot of opportunities and apart from the opportunities we see a lot of challenges that still exist in the system and through female cricket we want to tackle 
as much as possible uh, you know to these challenges uh, if you if i had to sum it up the vision or the, the goals for the next 5 years one of course is that we want to expand the female cricket academy and take it to a lot of these places uh, where there are not enough facilities for the girls we want to give them a platform where they could come train as young as possible so that you know their cricketing careers can be streamlined and they can be told that this is the pathway this is where you need to go and this is how you need to train about things so that is one uh, goal or that is one major focus that uh, we we have for the next 5 years apart from that we do want to launch a lot of other products for example we do understand that having the right cricketing gears is as important as having the right t-shirts and ha- having a right uh, you know follow through and follow through absolutely so we want to get into uh, those areas as well where we can give quality and affordable cricket uh, equipments to these girls and cricket clothing to these girls that would be another area uh, that we want to look at apart from that uh, i do believe that there's a huge scope when it comes to the coverage of women's cricket so what we are covering today would be what hardly 10 or 20% of uh, how the actual coverage uh, should be for a women's cricket so again because we are also uh, short on lot of resources and it's a bootstrap startup that we all are uh, at the moment so uh, we we do take things as they come so uh, once we raise funds once we have enough capital once we have enough people and manpower uh, within our setup we want to ensure that we do we give the justice to the overall coverage for women's cricket and uh, yeah so these are the major ones major five year plans going forward it's brilliant we just hope and pray that you are you and your organization go grow even further and you your will you're going to accomplish whatever goals you've uh, set out to and even more than that because as we we're all huge fans of what you're doing and uh, just the kind of passion that you're bringing to women's cricket it's brilliant uh, thank you so thank you so much. Yeah. and i'm sure uh, i think we've already uh, we've, we've asked you this uh, previously so uh, we have a few, we have a segment uh, called hero of the week that we do on a podcast where we look at the brilliant performances across uh, what across the cricketing world in the last week and we give them a shout out so uh, would you we would love for it if you could uh, do the do us the honor of uh, announcing your hero of the week for this week for this particular episode of ours so uh, it has to be a cricketer it has to be a national cricketer it could be anybody it could be a someone who's done brilliantly in the last week or so the first and the very obvious hero that comes to my mind at this particular day is mithali raj of course she she you know reached 10000 landmark just yesterday and she she is the one who started playing cricket in 1999 so over 20 22 23 years of cricketing career and she is still going strong she'll be playing the next year world cup uh, and that is one of her dreams to lift the world cup for india and uh, she is only 273 runs short of becoming of surpassing charlotte edwards who is currently at the top of the runs table so you know for me hero of the week would be none other than mithali raj yeah, well, that's great great thank you thank you for that it's been it's been a wonderful interview we've thoroughly enjoyed your presence and uh, uh, it's been absolutely you know uh, uh, a thrill to have you here 
and we wish you all the best and uh, we hope many more you inspire a lot of people and uh, you keep inspiring uh, people like us as well so thank you so much my pleasure man my pleasure thank you for doing so guys let's move on to our next segment how's that before we move on guys i have a few questions for you uh, do you want to answer of course okay so uh, we you know that uh, icc just announced the players of the decade right right yeah players so of we the all month or a decade no no players of the decade okay. for uh, 2001 okay. to 2020 so like uh-huh. uh, uh, rashid khan was the t20i player of the decade so do you know who the female uh, player of the decade is for t20 cricket okay i don't know Okay, so that is Elise Perry, right? Elise Perry is an all-rounder for Australia. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to ask you next question yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. So who is the uh, women's uh, cricketer of the decade for ODI cricket? Must be Mitali Raj. No, the answer is again Elise Perry. Wow. Wow. Yeah, and uh, that was That's for O T Twenty and uh, ODI is right. So they also have a category of the player of the decade across formats across. Uh, uh even test cricketer and everything included so who is the female uh, test cricketer so female player of the decade across formats it's her again, it's her again. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so so uh, i just want to tell our listeners that we're in the midst of a great uh, cricketing career of this particular player and we are uh, uh, and if the ever the opportunity comes to watch cricket australia women's cricket in action uh, we should go for it uh so this is one part of the house art so the second part of house art uh, where we talk about some unknown and unforgotten stories of uh, cricket is that well, most people would think that the first cricket world cup was played in 1975 right it was won by west indies uh, in 1975 but in fact that is wrong the first cricket world cup was in fact played for women's cricket in 1973 in england the first women's world cup was in fact played in england and won by the hosts england in 1973 uh, so it was actually a it was an idea which was floated by a private businessman called jack hayward who personally donated around 40000 pounds to cover the costs of this uh, tournament and it featured seven different teams and it was a round robin tournament in the sense that uh, there was no scheduled knockouts or a finals and the teams which competed were uh, the test playing countries of uh, at that point of so women test playing countries of england australia and new zealand uh, trinidad there was there were teams of trinidad and tobago and jamaica so these comprised five teams there was a young english players young england team of women cricketers who were under the age of uh, uh, 25 so they had a team of their own and there was also an international 11 which made up the seventh team and that comprised uh, team uh, players from across other countries who would, couldn't who, who didn't have uh, a representation here so the teams played a round robin format six uh, matches each and uh, england ended up being on top and the tournament and the cap, uh, tournament was uh, lifted by uh, uh, rachel uh, hayho flint Uh, whose name under who, who is in fact a legend in women's cricket and uh, right on the par of say someone like a don bradman or a wg grace and uh, in fact the 
uh, women's player of the year awards that BC, uh, that ICC gives out every year is named after her so this was the how's that for this week that uh, women's world cup actually predated the men's world cup and uh, it's going on it's, get, it's getting even stronger and stronger yeah thank you raja thanks for bringing another amazing story and uh, yeah that's all for the week guys thank you bye bye